I was happy. And then I met Mate. <laughs> I'd be having a sandwich with you off the Adriatic Sea right now. Neither would I. In front of the curtain. In front of the curtain. And leave. Talking about the history of music. Then on the stage. See. Coming from the guy who's playing 15 8 time on his freaking scores. Then you hide behind the curtain and you take Matthew and you go for a second bow. 6 8 for me gets pretty dangerous. <laughs> a good pat in the shoulder. I feel like because of the music sharing experience, there's already a connection. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> That's how we met. <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> Hello again, and thank you for earbudding the Going Solo podcast. This is Matthew Mayer. I am truly grateful for your listenership. I just really like that introduction. I really like that introduction. Puts you in a good mood. Um, anyway, this is part two of my international tour in Croatia with three amazing piano dudes. If you have not listened to episode one, I am happy. Be sure to hit that one up first and then come back and listen to this one. So real quick, before we get started, please do be sure to stay connected with me on Twitter and Facebook, both at Mayor Solo Piano. So if you go to Twitter, it's at M-A-Y-E-R-S-O-L-O-P-I-A-N-O. Same thing with Facebook. And would love to hear your feedback and where you're listening from and just say hi. So to this episode setting the stage here, you're about to join Hakan Ali Toker and myself for lunch. What you're going to hear is us having lunch after one of our rehearsals in Rijeka, Croatia. I think that's how you pronounce that. And we're literally sitting right off the Adriatic Sea. And keep in mind, we played our first show in the last episode in Zagreb. We traveled to Rijeka. Here we are in Rijeka. Hakan and I are sitting together at a table right next to us is Mate and Matia. I do apologize. It does get a little noisy because we are outside. However, I think you'll find that the subject matter of this conversation is really interesting because right when you start talking about one thing, before you know it, you're talking about the marketing techniques of musicians in the classical era. Here's my lunch with Hakan Ali Toker. 
help yourself to this stuff also. Oh, I can't eat this. Do you want... I'll help you with that. Yes. You want to taste of this one? No. No, no. You eat. Thank you, though. Do you feel that this is, um, with all the work that Matei's done, and you feel like this is the start of something, something more? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this man depends on this project, right? Several more to feed his family, so he's really working as hard as he could to get as much out of it as possible. All we have to do is show up and play, and you know, uh, cooperate. Yeah. Right. So I'm sure he will. Seeing the success we've had, thanks to Mate, with these four cities so far, I'm sure he's not going to stop there. It's a big task, pumping up any project, no matter how good it is in today's world. That's right. Because there's way too many of it. It's noisy out there. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. Just on the interview, Croatian interview, no, on the Turkish interview earlier this morning, I wrote that it's not enough for a project to be good, for it to be out there. Good stuff, good art, is destined to be discovered and appreciated someday, but it might as well be 150 years after the creator's death, like in Bach's case. So, Vivaldi was later too, right? I don't know. I don't know how well he was appreciated Please, during his take time. the whole thing, please. All right. Well, I might not eat the whole thing right now. But you're right. Like, I thought I was reading something on Vivaldi. He died and never passed away. Even though he had played with all these royalty, he passed away with not a lot of financial means. Mm. And that's prevalent, right, throughout all the great it composers is. of the world history yeah. there were those had marketing talents in addition to musical talents Mate is one of them yes yes Handel was one of them he's one of the earliest examples I remember in the earliest examples of what you might call a star in music right he moved to London and he managed to make the right connections, play the cards right, to become a celebrity of a composer. Bach was born at the same time with him. Mm, today we see them as equally famous, but Bach had a very modest life compared to Handel. Bach did? Yeah. Until Mendelssohn discovered his music 150 years ago, 150 years after his death. Johann Strauss was a good marketer. You know, during the Viennese uh, late 19th century, what did they do to get? What did they? What did they do to market themselves? Like, what? What's an example of the things that they would do? Well, obviously, because they didn't have internet and they didn't have, <laughs> you know, they had ink pens. Networking, just like today, being in the right place, in the right time. Luck. So, yeah. Well, luck. Never rely, you should never rely on luck. Right. It's more about doing the right work, 
Is there anything else? Johann Strauss, they say, was the first musician to create the concept of a contract. Really? He made his orchestra members sign contracts so that they wouldn't bail out randomly. And he was in the middle of this um, waltz craze. There was a big scene of Viennese entertainment music. And there were many other composers composing in the same style. Surely he was one of the best, but that doesn't guarantee him becoming the most famous one. Yeah. You gotta... At the time, it was nobility, nobility, um, aristocracy, people in charge, people who are a big influence in musicians' careers. So he met the right people, and he was able to tour all the way to Russia. Wow. Miles Davis is a good example of a musician who really knew how to market himself. He's not only a musical genius, he's also a marketing genius. And he's the kind of guy who's, who's gotten into all sorts of cr cracks and holes. You know, it's funny because... It's hard to explain to people the how. Like, how did you do this? How did you do that? Nothing happens in a straight line. I never would have guessed I'd be having a sandwich with you mm -hmm. off the Adriatic Sea right now. Neither would I. Talking about the history of music, mm -hmm. learning so much from you, understanding even more of myself, and, you know, Matei, yourself, Matya, you know, you, you three are world-class, honestly, world-class musicians. There's really nothing out there I don't think that you can't play in that. And I think that's the genius sometimes of this man of saying, I'm going to, this, you know, it's not 100% classical. I'm, I'm going to cross over a little bit. I'm going to, mm -hmm. my whole point about that whole thing is that I could have never thought of that in a straight line. I could have never planned that in a straight line. Mm -hmm. This happened out of years of interacting. Mm -hmm. This happened out of years of playing in other concerts. And time and fate, whatever you call it, has brought it to this point, and there's for a reason for it. There's always turning points, and you always have options. It's it's the choices you make in every step that defines your route in the end. Like you said, it's never a straight line. But you are, in a way, you know, people talk about um, the the idea of fate versus um, our ability to shape our fate. Yeah. We are always faced against choices. We make those choices, and as a result, we are responsible of what comes our way. There's nobody to blame other than ourselves, so. Right. Uh, we deserve a good pat in the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Split. The white uh, is sold. Uh, mm -hmm. Chase is sold out.
Pogledaj. Bijelo je prodano. No, I mean, uh, smoking. Yes. Uh, fantastic article from yesterday uh, oh. Zagreb uh, uh, event on a creation uh, radio TV po- uh, uh, web at Tagdio. I hope I can share you uh, the link also. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll send you like this so you, you, you can... And then I translate? Yeah, maybe it's uh, easier for you to find it. Um, okay. Uh, uh, Our lunch is finished, we head to our hotel and get ready for the show. We meet in the hotel lobby and walk the night streets to the National Theater of Riaca, just a couple of blocks away, with the salty scent of the Adriatic in the air, with the butterflies in your stomach that one can only have in getting ready to play for another sold-out venue. So setting the stage, I'm once again sitting alone in my dressing room, and the only noise I can hear in my head is that of the crowd shuffling in their seats, getting ready for another performance. But tonight is a little different. Before I go out and perform, I have my recorder in the backstage, and I get a couple last-minute thoughts from Hakan. Any last words before I I open for your (laughs) mastership? I don't know. It's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. Uh, It's been great fun. And uh, I hope it keeps on going. Love you, buddy. And before you know it, I find myself back on the stage playing beyond in front of an entirely different crowd. finish my set and I come back into my dressing room while Mate, Hakan, and Matya dazzle the crowd. I sit down at the little desk in the dressing room, open my journal, and I write the following. October 16th, 2017. I just finished the Rieka show. I played great. The crowd was a bit stiff. (laughs) It is sold out tonight. All the levels are full. Of course, the guys are playing out of this world. Truly honored to be here. My window is open and the curtains lightly breeze in the wind. You can smell the Adriatic Sea air outside. I am lucky. But I worked hard to get here. Thank you, Mate. And the next day, our tour takes us to the magical city of Split. On our car ride literally down the coast of the Adriatic, I turn my recorder on to get insights from a man whose work is making all of this possible. The piano technician and expert is Latko. I apologize as the recording is a bit loud as we are riding the car. However, this captures the relationship of the maestro Mate and his sidekick expert, Zlatko. Okay. So Zlatko, give us just a little background of how you started in your field and in your business of piano. Well, first there was my father. (laughs) He tuned pianos and built organ. And uh, little Zlatko occasionally went with his father to help him. 
and turn some coins and then Zlatko was a little bit bigger he was smart and blah 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 and he didn't want to hear about the pianos but because Apple fall far away from the tree and then scroll back and here I am <laughs> and how did you meet Mate? in any version of the story you want to tell it, it doesn't matter I was happy to work for one beautiful festival in one beautiful town in Croatia, Samovor. <laughs> and I was happy. And then I met Mate. <laughs> <laughs> I prepared two pianos for piano duo concert. I was so proud of myself how equally I tune them together and I left because they won the reverse and when I come back I saw this guy with mustache <laughs> laughing <laughs> we kill your pianos <laughs> Uh, destroy them completely. Oh, 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 exactly. <laughs> First I look around, they must be kidding me, you know? And then I just put hand on one chord on one of the pianos. And then my agony starts. Because there was only 27 minutes left till the beginning of the concert. That's how we met. <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> oh man. Now we cut that and then you put this. Oh yeah. And you ask me, do I know Mate? <laughs> of course I know Mate. He's de destroying my pianos. <laughs> <laughs> That was what, 10 years ago? How long ago? Yeah, yeah 10 years. 10, 10 years, years ago. Some 10 years ago. Right? And ever since then, he destroys and then you fix. Yes. <laughs> and round and round again. And round and round <laughs> we And go. there is a year, you know. Wow, this was a beautiful year. All four seasons <laughs> were peaceful. Then your phone rings. Mate Mestrovic. And then everything else starts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I should be more serious, yeah? <laughs> Getting to know Zlatko brought a whole new dimension to this entire tour. Not just because he's a genius at what he does with piano and piano tuning 
but it goes beyond that. You see, a lot of artists, when they're as popular and they're as talented as Mate, may not give the time of day to the people that are doing all of the work, the setup crew, the piano movers, the piano tuners. But you listen note for note, there are three pianos being played on stage simultaneously, and this is Latko's work. This is Latko's talent to be able to do this all by ear and do it day in and day out. And Mate recognizes this, and this is the point of the tour where I start to realize that we are all players in Mate's orchestra. And even more importantly, we are all equally as important. Monte's masterpiece is coming to life, and how cool it is to be one of the instruments.